Welcome to RVR's Life After Camp podcast. Learn about the camp and retreat ministries of RVR at rivervalleyranch.com. Enjoy. Yo, what's up, everybody? How are you doing? I I don't. That was awful. You weren't like in unity or anything. You're still not doing good. Yo, guys, what's up? All right, all right. Hold on, hold on. One, two, three. How's it going? Awesome, awesome, awesome. Hey, well, I'm really excited to be with you again for night number two. It is going to be awesome. Um, We are going to be back in Hebrews chapter 10 if you guys brought your Bibles with you. Um, If not, then that's cool because we got it up on the screen. Last night, we talked a lot about how there is a ultimate definition of freedom. And the ultimate definition of freedom is being able to completely live exactly how you were designed to live. And then that brings the question, well, how am I designed to live? So we went back and we looked at Genesis chapter 3 and how Adam and Eve were able to live freely under God. They could do exactly what God had called them and designed them to do, and that was to enjoy the creation in which he created for them. We talked about how they were able to just freely communicate with God without any, any worry about sin or shame. They could freely communicate with one another, not worrying about whether or not that other person was mad at them or if that person liked them or liked the way they looked or liked the way they acted. Everything was fine. Everything was good. Tonight, we're going to continue that conversation because as a part of that, we also learned that that freedom was ultimately destroyed because someone made a choice. Eve made a choice. She made a choice to partake of fruit that God had specifically and expressly told her not to touch. She ate it. She gave it to her husband, Adam. He ate it. And now we're here. A couple of years ago, a lot of years ago now, actually, um, me and my wife, we used to do this thing where we'd hop on the train and we'd go to New York City for the day. Where we lived in Philly, it was really, really easy just to drive um, over the bridge and hop on a train and then hop on another train. And after a couple of dollars spent or a little bit of time on the train, we were in Manhattan. And I love a big city. When I was a kid, I lived in the city of Melbourne, Australia. And I remember my dad would wake us up kind of early in the morning and and we we would drive down to the Croydon train station and we'd hop on the train and 45 minutes later, we were in downtown Melbourne, and one of my favorite memories ever was we woke up, it was a Thursday morning, and everyone knows what happens on Thursday, right? School. So, yeah, I know, I'm sorry, food also happens on Thursday, but it's mostly school. So, so we woke up, and we were kind of starting to, like, think about getting ready for school and things like that, and my dad's like, hey, I have a special surprise, and we woke up, and and, 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 and we hopped on the train, and the, I don't know if you guys are into Formula One or not, but Formula One actually has a race in Melbourne. He took us to that race, and it was awesome. One of the crazy things about, about being in a big city like that, like Melbourne or like Manhattan, is that there's a lot of people there who like to sell things that aren't necessarily real. I remember I'm walking down the street with my wife and we're in Manhattan and, and, and she's looking for a handbag. Her, her aunt or her 
someone in her family that she's related to told us that if you go down this one particular street, they've got really good handbags. And so we're walking down this street and like, I didn't think this was real until I got there, but we're walking down the street and we're chilling and everything's fine. And then this dude wearing, I kid you not, a floor length trench coat starts walking really aggressively towards us. And I'm like, am I fitting to get chopped here? Like what's going on? So this guy's walking, walking, walking. And I kid you not, as soon as he gets right in front of us, he pops his coat open and he's just full of fake Rolex watches. Like, yo, man, you want to watch? I'm like, I didn't think that that happened in real life. So I said, no, thank you. But then it got me to thinking, like, I really do like watches. And I really don't have $15,000 for a watch. And I bet you that guy's selling watches for like $12. So as we walk and we walk and I see more of these people selling these fake watches, I ended up finding one I really, really liked. It was, it was a total knockoff of this brand called U-Boat. And the thing with U-Boat is that their watches are thousands and thousands of dollars. And you have to like know someone to get one because they're pieces of art. So they'll make them. And then you have to figure out how to get your hands on them. So I saw this U-Boat watch and I bought it. And you could tell it was fake. Like the crown, the thing that makes you adjust time, it was on the wrong side of the watch. So if you're wearing the watch and you like push away from a table or you do a push up or you even drive, the crown scratches you. Because that was the other thing about it. Like the metal wasn't polished. It was just sharp metal. So if you rubbed it against your hand in any way, it would hurt a lot. The band is supposed to have the brand of it, U-Boat. It, it didn't. It was just a piece of rubber that they probably got somewhere. Also, and this was the best part of it, um, it had a date thing on it. Like it would tell you what the date was, right? The date went up to 40. Like it would go to 31 and then I'm sitting there adjusting it and then 32 happened and I'm like, that's weird. I've never been to October 32nd. And then I kept flicking through the dates and it went all the way up to 39 and then it switched over back to the first. So literally every time I wore that, it also didn't keep accurate time either. Every time I wore that watch, I had to shake it because it was an automatic watch. I had to shake it to wind it up. And then I had to sit there and spend like 15 minutes adjusting the time. And finally, I think some moisture got into it because I picked it up and it didn't work at all anymore. That watch was fake. It didn't tell me the real time. It didn't tell me the real date. If I use that watch to guide me, it really could put me in a precarious situation. This morning, this evening, rather, the thing that I really want us to understand is that freedom that is defined by the world under the law has been completely redefined. It's been completely redefined. You see, a lot of us are in this room this evening, and we have a, an impression of what freedom is to us. We have a, an idea of what being in freedom looks like. We feel as though maybe freedom looks like us being able to do whatever we want. We feel like freedom may look like being outside of being under some kind of tyrannical government. I, I don't know. Whatever you, When you say freedom, the things that you think about, we believe that that's what, what that is. But last night, we, we talked about how, how we're not really free because there's this sin problem in the world. 
we're not really free because of what happened with Adam and Eve. We're bound to sin. We're attached to sin. Sin is in everything. The world was destroyed by sin. And just like if I trusted that U-boat watch, that like maybe boat watch, right? Just like if I trusted that watch and I ended up being late for an appointment or I ended up thinking it was the 33rd of October, I would have been led astray. Guys, I think some of us in here are being led astray tonight because we've been told what freedom is and that's what we're chasing after instead of the real thing. So based off of where we were last night and moving into this evening, this is where we are. We're in a situation where sin has ruined everything. It has removed our ability to achieve the freedom that God had designed us for. Because we were designed for something, we naturally want to go to that. Just like someone who's built like me might naturally sign up for the football team and someone who's built like my wife, whom some of you got to meet today, would probably naturally sign up for the soccer team, or, or maybe how some guy might build a truck to go off-roading, whereas someone might take a Mazda Miata for, like, the racetrack, right? We are designed for something. That's what we run towards. We're designed for freedom, so that's what we desire. We're in that situation, but we're not able to get there because under the law, there's no proper and no 100% way to handle sin, right? In Hebrews chapter 10, it says that it can never by the same sacrifices that are continually offered every year make perfect or make without sin those who draw near. It won't happen. There is nothing that you or I can do to handle the problem of sin that is in the world. There's nothing. And just in case you're super depressed by that, I've got really good news. Because the law was not sufficient for sin, God sent His Son to die. You see, right after Adam and Eve messed up in the garden in a very incredibly large way, God promised them that he was going to handle it. He said that one day he would send someone to end sin once and for all to handle the sin problem. We know that the law that was given by God was not enough to completely handle sin we know that what it was actually designed to do was to point us to the fact that we need something better. And finally, God did send that something better. He sent his son, Jesus, to die for our sin. My whole life growing up in church and hearing about that, I never really fully understood why Jesus had to come to die for our sin. I always used to think, well, like, it's God. Why can't he just say, you're good, dude? But what's really, really interesting is that Christianity is the only faith system that I've seen and I've read about and I've investigated where somebody had to fully pay for the sin that you and I have committed before we have access to God. 
The only one. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Life After Camp episode. Discover all of the year-round adventures at RVR and find out how you can support our ministry at rivervalleyranch.com. Thanks.